Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm a Mormon through and through. But Heather, God changed his mind. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am Heather B. Armstrong. And I am John R. Bray. We are back from, well, we didn't really take a week off. <laughs> we no. We didn't say that. That was really not planned. That was one of those, like, I think you had something going on, and then I had something going on, and then you had some time available, but then I didn't, and it was... I mean, it was very abnormal because we usually hold this time, but it was also kind of not abnormal. Yeah, last week was one of those, like, two orthodontist appointments, child wellness exam, and the yearly exam that they give kids. Right. By the way, you have noise going on on your end, and I have noise going on on my end as well I do. Today. There's, there's hammering because <laughs> There's I don't hammering know and vacuuming and all sorts of things going on, so. Yeah. But we're powering through. We have our shit together. That's right. That's right. We do. It is excellent. Yeah. There's really no good time. That's what that's what it ultimately amounts to with everything. Yeah. Is that there's there's never a good time. There was something going on every single day last week in the middle of my day, and I also had to turn in my book, the final, 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 final edits. So it's done, 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 done. They they keep saying that, and then they send me another copy and go, "Well, you need to just approve these changes." And most and these last edits were mostly me accepting the, apparently you spell out, oh my gosh, she's banging, she's banging a wall downstairs. I don't know if you can hear it. <laughs> no, I can only hear the hammering that is like five feet from my face. Uh, you spell out 18. You, you don't use the number 18. You actually spell it out. You're a copy. Where's the cutoff? Do they make the cutoff 20? Well, no, that all these numbers in my in my manuscript are are spelled out. Oh, like all of them. Mm-hmm. Like there's just I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was the uh, that that's what they're doing. I guess that has it always been that way? I, well, now that you say it, I'm wondering, I mean, it sounds weird, but I feel like I would remember seeing big numbers as numbers, and I feel like I haven't in a book. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like it's more likely that I've read, you know, the the words 207 than the number 207. Yeah. But I never thought of it because when I write, I tend to cap it off at 10, mm-hmm. maybe 15. Yeah. So this this was not really like hands-on editing. It was more reading and confirming. Um, It was like it was mostly, I mean, and there was a lot, you know. I, I have gotten into the habit of writing a certain very casual conversational way that doesn't follow necessarily any guidelines. It's a manic rambling spiral. <laughs> yeah. While I know the rules for how to put a sentence together, sometimes I don't follow those rules. And the the copy editor uh, went through and just, like, you should have seen. You should have seen it. Like, I opened up the, the document, and it was just, like, red lines everywhere. Oh, wow. Uh, 
I showed it to Lita and she's like, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, a smart person took a look at it. (laughs) Well, that's right. They have multiple editors too. So you're getting like Mm -hmm. the first round feedback from everyone. He said that he had never worked on a book that had had more eyes look on it than this one. Interesting. I was like, I'm sorry. Did he say why though? I mean, is it the is it the topic? They they they're really they're really excited about the book, which is good. That's awesome. And they want they they along with me they want to get it right, and so we've gone line by line by line by line. So that happened last week too. Why I took away Marlowe's device? That's what I was going to tell you. By the way, you and I are you're homeschooling, and I took away a device from my child. <laughs> Is it still away? Like, this was last week? She can use it on the weekends, but she is not allowed to use it during uh, during the I, week. Yeah, I actually did that in, I don't know, sixth or seventh grade. Really? Yep. Because it just became, I felt like when he would use it, it kind of like shut his brain down for the day. Yeah. And even if I then said, okay, well, you can't, you can't use it until all of your responsibilities are taken care of. It was so distracting having that notion in his mind that he would either rush through things and do them poorly or it would make everything a nightmare. So I finally just said that nothing Monday through Friday until like after school on a Friday, nothing. Yeah. It was rocky the first couple of weeks, but eventually he just adjusted to it. <laughs> St- still in that adjustment phase? Um, it's It hasn't been rocky because... I'm very serious about it. She was throwing a fit about a term on a math problem that she did not need to throw a fit over. When I took away the device, I took it away on a Tuesday, and then for the rest of the week, she was great. Like, she was awesome doing homework. She was awesome practicing piano. Like, she was in a great mood. She read three books. Uh, it just, it changed her completely. Like it transformed her. And so I just decided to stick with it. Um, I think what it does, like like you said, she was holding it in her head that she was going to get to use the device whenever she was done with her stuff. So she's rushing through things and. Yep. Do, yeah. And then in her case, it sounds like that rushing would cause her to either not understand or do them poorly. And yeah. then that would just piss her off. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like I've always said that screen time like I've been really, really, really liberal with it, but seeing the difference that it has made in her attitude about life is like, okay. But this is the thing is that Lita is always on her phone, but Lita can handle that. Lita gets all of her work done. She practices piano without any prompting. She's She gets her stuff done and she's fine on the phone. It doesn't muddle her brain, but then there's Marlo. <laughs> I mean, it's different for everybody. Yeah. And I think limiting it, I mean, it's it's harder, too, because now, does Marlo, her device is what, an iPad? An iPad. She doesn't have a phone yet. No. Yeah. That's hard, because I don't want to take a phone away, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's how, well, it's how Lexton communicates with his friends, it's how he reaches me. Did you take his phone away? I, I haven't, but I'm I'm slowly reaching the point where I, I feel like deleting Safari and YouTube because fucking YouTube, man, there's oh. like, there's so much. And and granted, it's funny to complain about it because probably 90% of what he does on YouTube are videos of people 
taking things apart and putting them to like they're educational videos. And the other mm-hmm. 10% is music that he can't find on Spotify. So he's not using it for bad things, but it has gotten to the point some days where every free moment it's YouTube. Like he'll need help with a math problem. And if I say, hang on a second, his phone is out and YouTube is open. He was YouTubing in the bathroom. And the only, I, the only reason I knew this is because I realized he'd been in the bathroom like forever. And we know how we feel about leisure poops. So yes. he'd been in there forever. And I remembered that we're, we're both on the same Wi-Fi network and we share an Apple ID. So you can see with handoff on iPhones if other people are using certain apps. So I... I checked and he's in Safari watching a video on YouTube sitting on the toilet. <laughs> so I, I called up. I'm like, how's the YouTube video? Are you serious? Really lo- like long pause. He's like, I'm not watching YouTube. I said, no, not right now. You just closed it. And then he just groans. I'm like, I cannot, cannot do this. You can't, you can't be in the bathroom for 40 minutes YouTubing. It doesn't work. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we graduated from Reader's Digest to watching YouTube videos on the toilet. <laughs> I know, I should just, I should get some Reader's Digest and be like, this is your new option. <laughs> Man. So Marlo watches, uh, and it's a thing with a lot of kids, she watches people playing video games. Oh yeah, people get paid. Oh, they make Like bank. tons of money, yeah. Like millions of dollars a month doing it. Yeah, I was just talking to someone about a, someone who makes like almost a million dollars a month playing Fortnite. Yeah. Um, what is the what is the website though? Like, there's a specific Twitch maybe. I don't remember. There's a yeah. website where you can just go and watch people. Yeah. She loves it. She loves the commentary. She loves like I guess they have like strategies and they build things and she likes what they build and. Um, and they're, they're super like kid friendly cause they use high voices and they talk like this and, but like, it's her watching people build things in Minecraft or her watching people play video games. And so that was what she was spending the majority of her time doing. And so when I took the device away, <laughs> oh man, I, I called her to get her to take a shower to go to bed. And I'm like, where is she? <laughs> Cowboy's son is huge into uh, gaming. I think he's actually, that's what he's studying in college is like coding and, and like basically engineering. And wow. he was playing a game on his computer in his room and Marlo was sitting on his bed watching him. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I've never understood that. I don't even, like, I even remember being a kid and playing video games with friends. And the, as soon as it wasn't my turn, I was bored yeah. having to watch. But yeah, like choosing she, to do that, oh man! She turned the the she turned basically. She's like, oh, I can do this in real life. <laughs> I oh can just God. sit behind him. <laughs> now, does she like? Is she sitting there quiet, or were they yeah. interacting? No, she's just sitting there watching him, just you know, wow. silently. I I okay. At least she wasn't on her device. That's that's true. <laughs> and I mean, she's with a real human, so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, st- I mean, I still don't get it. I would love to know why she likes it, though. Yeah, again, they, they talk in these really, really high-pitched voices, and uh, it's super annoying to me, but there may be... And she also watches those soothing videos, like 
people pouring peanut butter into things and like crayons, <laughs> crayons being made and awesome. marshmallow stuff, like really soothing textures. Do you, do you know, do you know about all, this oh, phenomenon? Yeah. yeah, I know okay. about that. She lo- she loves that stuff. And, oh, but I honestly think that taking the device away is going to improve our lives so, so quickly. It'll be interesting to see too, as the weeks go on, what she actually uses it for. Like now that her time is restricted, Mm -hmm. is she more selective with what she does? Yes, because I've restricted the time on the weekends as well. I told her that she needed to occupy herself on Saturday morning until nine o'clock because I wanted to sleep in. And I went into her bedroom when when I got up and she's in her bed reading a book. And I went and I checked her screen time, and she had only been on her screen for like 58 seconds that morning. Wow. <laughs> Knowing that, okay, well, I've only got an hour and 10 minutes today on this device, so I'm going to only do 20 seconds. <laughs> That's really fascinating, actually. I mean, it just makes me wonder if it will have this effect where she knows she only has so much time, so she saves it and then eventually just doesn't use it mm-hmm. because she's doing other things. She's doing other things. She's been painting and writing and reading. I was really, really concerned there for a few weeks just because the workload, I forgot that the workload in fourth grade is just, it's an exponential jump from third to fourth grade in terms of projects and oral reports and homework. And I was really worried that something was going on because getting her to do her homework was excruciating. And she wouldn't focus, and she would, uh, in the middle of a math problem, turn to me and start talking about something completely out of nowhere. And then I would make her focus, and it was almost as if her, her trying to focus on her homework was physically painful. And her father uh, got diagnosed with ADD after our divorce, and so I, I sent the teacher an email, and I said, you know, how is she performing in class? Because I, I don't know what's going to happen when she comes home. I don't know what Marlo I'm going to get. Right. And the teacher was like, well, I'm, I'm sorry it's that way for you, but she's an angel in class. <laughs> <laughs> she's a model student. She's super focused. She gets everything done. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> well, there's no device option there. Yeah. I mean, not that that's the only thing, but I mean, that, that could be a major factor. And so, like, here I was, like, is she, is it ADD? What's going on? But taking away the device, sort of like you said, like, it was just, it cleared her brain of relying, okay, well, if I could just get this done really quickly, I'll get to to watch the YouTube video. Yeah, I'm hoping that it has more positive effects as we move forward. Well, I think it also goes to show, and I know we've talked about this before, for the most part, parents are always doing what they think is best for their kid. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just realize, I mean, in this case, like like you said, Lita can totally do it. She can manage it. It's totally fine. Mm-hmm. So that's the strategy that you used with Marlo because it worked with Lita. And it didn't work with Marlo. So you change it. Yeah. Like you just, you, ha- you have to do that. There's no wrong or right way. Well, I take that back. The wrong way is to not really respond when things go sideways. But as long as you're responsive. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, we're trying to, fi- I'm trying to figure out what, the problem is here like there's something that is going on that is causing pain (laughs) right 
And you could have cut screen time and nothing changed. And then you realize, okay, well, that's not it. Mm -hmm. So what do I need to do? You know, you kind of just eliminate things. So really kids are just a social experiment. (laughs) Ultimately, that is what parenting is. Like you just try shit out as you go. Yeah. Yeah. And also uh, the driving on the weekends, Lita now has this social life and it requires so much dropping off and picking up. And I got to figure something out because I'm, I'm just not, I'm not here for it. (laughs) I, what I've done with that is I've just kind of made a rule and I'll make exceptions from time to time, but that I will, that I will do one way. I will bring him somewhere or pick him up or I will pick up a friend or drop a friend off, but I'm not going to do both directions. Mm-hmm. And usually if it's something he initiates, I'll tell him, I'll say, I'm going to, I'll drop you off there, but they need to be able to bring you home or it's not going to work. Like, yeah. Bottom line, that's the only option. And that's actually been pretty effective and to the really? point where I don't have to communicate with parents at all. So it's just... As long as you can get home, it's fine. Yeah. But you also live, I think I forget that, that you live in a city. Mm-hmm. I don't. So getting from A to B where I live is a totally different situation than A to B where you live. I did so much driving on Saturday and I it, it really upset me just because I would, did not want to spend my Saturday driving. Like I do so much driving during the week. And I hate driving. We've discussed this. And I don't want... And it was just driving to drop her off, picking her up, dropping her off, picking her up, dropping her off, picking her up. And we, I got her a bus pass. Or, and I, she had gone to the mall with her friend. I, I took her there. And we were out running errands. And I said, hey, we're near you. Can I come pick you up? And she did not text me back. So... I get home and like not five minutes after I get home, she texts me and says, I need you to come pick me up. I said, well, where's the other girl? Where does she live? She can't take me. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, where's your bus pass? I don't have it on me. So you're staying at the mall. <laughs> you're going to live at the mall permanently. Yeah. I just don't remember my mother driving me that much on the weekends and... we have to come up with a solution for that because I'm not her chauffeur, you know? Oh yeah. Well, I think it's, it's this endless goal to have the weekend feel different than the week. Yeah. I mean, as simple as it sounds and it's a really hard thing to achieve. Mm -hmm. I just, Lexton was with Heather this past weekend. And so, you know, 48 hours of freedom. So I made a list Like I spent my Friday evening making a list of what I needed to do on Saturday down to the half hour, like half hour, an hour blocks of things beginning at 6 a.m. I got all the way to seven and realized I had left off the biggest thing I needed to do. (laughs) It was, it was great because the list itself actually made me fairly productive on Saturday but it also made me realize that I'm out of my mind. Like, there's no way I can get done all of the shit that I think I can get done. Right. And it kind of helped me understand why I always feel like I'm not doing enough because it's just unrealistic. I mean, it was 15 hours worth of stuff that I was expecting to get done in like eight hours, <laughs> which 
I mean, we're going to have to go back and talk about dropping balls because that's what that is. Dropping balls. There's just, there's there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. And you know, I think, and I'm sure that you've, you're experiencing this, um, getting work done was a whole lot easier when the kids were younger because they didn't require all the back and forth and the, okay, let me check your homework. Let me check your bag. Um, let me drive you here. Let me drive you there. There's this lesson. There's this lesson. There's this practice. Like there's so much now that they're older that just is so much more complicated than, and I never thought that I would say that. I remember thinking, well, when they get older, it's going to get easier and it's going to smooth out and, you know, oh, I won't. And as much as I'm not, you know, involved in their sleep habits, as I once was, or their bathroom habits, as I once was, you know, it's a different, I'm consumed so much more in a different way with their upkeep. I think it's more mentally taxing as they get older, just because it's, I don't know, there's more detail to it. It requires, I don't even want to say more brain power. I'm not saying that parents with young kids are, you know, not using their brain, but it's the, the issues are not as complex when they're younger. So I think it just feels, especially in hindsight, I think it just feels like a much easier time. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Bathroom? Oh, so glad I don't have to think about that anymore. <laughs> right. I mean, some, some of that stuff, like, yeah, it, there were things that were easier, but some of it, oh, man. the Like, food battles and I just... I don't know. The food battles. Ugh. But again, it's different because you've got a teen and then you still have a kid who's not really young, but is still young. I'm just full teen, which is kind of <laughs> like a really sloppy roommate. <laughs> and that's ultimately what it feels like most days. He actually today had to go in for the entire day of public school because his black and white photo class he's taking a trip into chicago oh wow which is a big deal because that's in like an hour a little more probably on a bus to walk on michigan avenue and take photos and you know do all this stuff which he's super excited really wanted to do it we had to leave the house at seven. Oh god and i'm a morning person but especially since this year has started so for two months Monday through Friday, I haven't really gone anywhere that early in the morning because it's homeschool. So I get up and work and do my thing. It was a, we got there, but holy shit. <laughs> we got there. It was, Man, I even told him, I'm like, I'm so glad I don't have to do this every single day because this is insane. And the drop off, like I, I don't normally drop them off in the morning. The drop off line is absurd. Uh-huh. I mean, it, I just like three blocks back on the street, not even in the parking lot yet. Yeah. Oh, so. That's why I love walking to school. Oh, yeah. So I don't have to deal with the whole car line situation. (laughs) And it's a nice way to, I think, especially for the kids to kind of warm up for the day. I mean, I walk to school through eighth grade and sometimes in high school, I was within walking distance of all of them. Oh, yeah? And it was kind of a nice way to decompress after school, to get ready for school. I I mean, in hindsight, at the time, I thought it was shit, but 
That's how most things are. Yeah. Yeah. She's Marla. Do, Marla does not like the walk home from school because it's uphill. Because it's uphill. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. She gets to tell that to her grandchildren that she had to walk uphill That's all right. the way home. And it already yeah. snowed by you. So soon it's going to be yes. snow on the ground uphill. It's freezing outside in the mornings. It was like 29 degrees this morning when we left the house. <sighs> yeah, that's cool. We did not have a fall. It just went from literally 89 degrees and shot down to 29 overnight. It's actually been okay here. Our mornings have been about that cold, like low 30s. But during the day, it's 55. Mm-hmm. And we don't. We normally go from summer to winter. Like there's really no transition period. But 55 during the day, I can do that. Yeah. That's pretty nice. Yeah, going to like walking in the middle of the day has been really lovely. Uh, it's like 55 degrees and the sun's out. And it's good for me to get out and, you know, because well, I'm so sedentary in, in terms of what I do. However, and I guess maybe this is the first year that I haven't ever had someone watching my kids until 530. And so basically my day ends, my work day sort of ends at three o'clock. Because that's when I leave the house to walk to pick her up. And then we come home, I give her about 15 minutes to decompress, and then we start the evening. We do. We do. I help her with homework and projects and piano. And so I can get a little bit of work done while I'm doing that, sort of. But I think that is has also put a dent in my productivity level, is that I have to be done by 3 o'clock. Like it has, it has everything, the most important things that I need to get done have to be done by three. And then the rest of my day is dedicated to my kids, which, you know, it's not a bad thing. I love spending time with them this way, but I'm, I'm looking at like all of the things that I need to get done and I can't because I'm working on stupid, shitty Eureka math. God damn it. <laughs> so fucking hard, man. I'm going to just expletive that shit up well it's hard but that's just it is like you can do all the problems you just can't do them how eureka math does them exactly like that that was always my thing like i could do the problems but i had no fucking idea how they did the problem or why like the way that i would do it would be three steps and they do it in like 10 that are subdivided Mm -hmm. into three mini steps and it's just mind-numbing i i and she doesn't, is she still struggling with it? I only look at it, I'm sort of hands off because I just don't get it. And the teacher told me to back off. She said, she's getting it in class. She's doing well. And so I just decided that I was going to back off when it came to the math homework. And I set a timer and she does it for like 10 to 15 minutes. And then sometimes, but sometimes I'll look at it. And when I look at it, it enrages me. <laughs> I get so, I get so mad. Yeah, that sounds right. Because it's stupid. It's just dumb. Like it's, it's like why are you why are you having a child do 70 steps when they could get it done in one? I don't understand. It makes no sense to me. It may, like I get I want to rip up the book. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's always hard to be in that position too because I think it's really important to to acknowledge to our kids like this sucks. I understand <laughs> that this sucks. But we still need to do it and to maintain enough of a like positive attitude and composure that they don't also just throw their hands in the air. Uh-huh. But I but you yeah. can't just pretend and be like, all you have to do it, it's math, because it clearly blows. Like there's no way around that. But sometimes you just have to 
you have to push through those things <laughs> and drag everyone else down with you. Yeah. Oh man. But it is hard. I, I mean, in some ways I found over the last couple of years that when I knew I would, you know, I would have from like eight forty-five to three every day, it's obviously a shortened day. But there were some days where I felt like it made me extra productive because I knew I had mm -hmm. that limited time. But other times there'd be that one lingering thing you couldn't do. And it, it, almost, it would almost haunt me, kind of like screen time would haunt. Like the rest of the yeah. night, I would know it was there and I would really want to do it. And I would try to think of every possible opportunity that I could. And you can't, yeah. you just can't. And then nine well, o'clock rolls around and I'm worthless for work. <laughs> you... I mean, so you, I, I'm now like my day is now eight forty five to three, and when you throw in an orthodontist appointment or you throw in, uh, an you know a, a doctor's appointment, like it come, you're like it's it, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, you're fucked. You're totally fucked. And last week, every single day, there was something going on, and I, it's just I get super frustrated, and I. I almost texted you this, or maybe I did. Like, are we, are we ever gonna catch up with our lives? Like, are we gonna catch up? Oh yeah, um, no. You, I don't remember why you texted that though, but yeah, because I think it was yeah. Last week was a cluster. You got something going on with your teeth. Oh, I do. Yeah, you mentioned the orthodontist appointment. I went to the dentist. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And? Oh, man. So, and I, I knew I shouldn't have. I, I tweeted something to the effect of a freelancer goes to the dentist is one of those the joke is also the punchline situations <laughs> because it has, it has admittedly been a little while because oh, no. insurance sucks, but I have very good dental hygiene. Like I floss every single day, brush twice a day. I mean, I'm, I'm really good at it. And they told me that they said, you are very, very, very I'm really good at, good at it. I'm really good at it. Like I, I excel in the area of <laughs> dental hygiene. So just putting that out there, but my, uh, my wisdom teeth are like dicking around in the back of my mouth and they need to come out. So, huh. I'm trying to remember. Does this happen to people in their thirties? Well, apparently there are so many different scenarios. Like you can have wisdom teeth and never need them taken out ever. They're fine. They just do their thing. That's me. Right. Which would be mm -hmm. fantastic. That was my hope. But mine, I, two of them are actually, I think two, Two are, are still, I don't know what they call them, impacted. Like, uh, not even close to causing any problems at all. But the other two are growing, like, backward toward my jawbone. And at the same time, pushing all of my other teeth forward. 
So they're just causing all kinds of hell. Does it hurt? No. No, I don't like I don't feel no. any pain. That wasn't why I went. It's fine. That's why I don't want to get them taken out, but she was saying if it if it does something back near the jawbone, that's going to be super problematic. And you don't want your jaw to come unhinged because exactly. of your wisdom teeth. Yeah. She's like your face will swell up more than you can imagine. Like, yeah. I don't, oh my god. I don't really need that. Oh. And she can see on the x-ray that one of the wisdom teeth because of how it's growing and where it's like pushing on the tooth that there's like a probably but not for sure, a cavity on like the farthest back molar. And she can't do anything about it if the wisdom tooth is there. So if I don't do anything and the cavity goes into both the wisdom teeth, tooth and the molar, then it's just all kinds of shit. And I hate needles. Oh my God, I hate needles. I cannot, <laughs> cannot even communicate it. And the dentist kind of laughs like, yeah, but do you pass out? He said, yeah, I pass out. Like I will pass <laughs> out if you want to give me a shot. So it's going to, it's going to suck. And I have all these referrals and, and every, like every oral surgeon, some people love them and some people hate them. So I really don't know. So now I'm trying to get appointments, but of course all the, the college kids come home for Thanksgiving and Christmas and have God knows what done to their mouths. So everyone's booked and it's great. Have you made an appointment to have them removed? Well, no. So you have to make an, first you get the referral, then you have to make an appointment for a consultation then you have to make the appointment to have them removed. So I have one consultation scheduled in December because that was the earliest availability. And I have one more that I'm trying to schedule in November, but neither of those will actually be able to, to do the removal until January. In the, in the meantime, you're just hoping that your face doesn't swell. Yeah, I mean, I think in all reality, I'd probably be good for another couple years, truly. But she said, mm. the longer you wait, the worse the recovery is going to be because you're getting older. So I just, I need to do it. My my goal, honestly, because Lexton actually might not even be here for Thanksgiving, was just to do it that week because most companies aren't really doing a lot that week. So my clients will be slow. So it would just be a great time to feel miserable. Uh-huh. But other people have already chosen to feel miserable that week, so I can't. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I don't, it's just something. And that, so this appointment was supposed to be like 45 or 50 minutes. It was like almost two and a half hours. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I finally realized I went in at two and I had made arrangements for Lexton to get picked up and everything was fine. And I realized by like three 30, I'm like, well, my day's done. Like I can't, yeah. this is it. I thought maybe I'd have another hour, hour and a half, but no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I come home and I, th- I think, Lexton heard me calling one of the offices and I got off the phone. He's like, Oh, what happened? So I told him, he goes, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> that was it. Like, but it felt like an okay response. Like, yeah, it does suck. And I said, you, that's why you need to brush and floss. He's like, but you do brush and floss. I'm like, yeah, well, sometimes that doesn't help either. So just give Not up. Not with wisdom teeth. Yeah. Whoa. And yours are still like, just not doing anything. Mine came in, and when they did, the my pediatric dentist took a look at him. This is this is I think this is back in college, I think. And he was because I I went home because I didn't have any insurance other than being on my parents' insurance. I don't have dental insurance now. Like I just pay out of pocket because dental insurance is a fucking joke. Um, hey, well, here it's not bad. Here it's like I, I don't twenty dollars a month. It's super inexpensive. Oh, no, it's like. What I would pay in a premium is, it, yeah, no, uh-uh. 
like braces aren't covered under insurance. Like I'm paying for braces and Invisalign and for the, for both of them. Oh no. Um, Orthodontic. Yeah. That stuff is never. Yeah. 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 Um, but like he took a look at my wisdom teeth and said, you know, they're coming in straight. Everything's fine. They did fuck up uh, um, my, the, my bottom teeth. They pushed all of my bottom teeth together. So I have, my bottom teeth are pretty crooked, but I don't I could get that fixed, but um, I remember <laughs> when I finally did have insurance in Los Angeles, I went and got a whole bunch of dental work done because all of my old cavities were riding out, like the the black, what they used to fill them with a, a black, um, what was it called? They filled them or, with Like black. a resin. It was black, you, you filled in the cavities with like the, a black resin of some, of some sort. Oh, wow. So they redid all of my cavities with porcelain and my insurance covered it at all. But I remember going in and that dentist, he looked in my mouth for the first time and he's like, whoa, you're like a fucking crocodile. Oh, God. <laughs> because I have all of my teeth. And other and dentists have pointed it out. Hmm? And your wisdoms. Like those are all up. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. So, I was hoping for that as a kid, but no. 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 They require Mormons, or they used to. Oh, I'm not supposed to use the word Mormon anymore, by the way. We could talk about that. Um, really? Yeah. They don't they, like the label? They don't like the label. The label is insulting to God, apparently. Oh, I'm, I'm going to keep quiet. I promise I'll keep quiet. Sorry to all the Mormons in the uh, Sorry to all the Latter-day Saints in the audience. Oh, God. <laughs> um... They, I don't know, there was a huge campaign in the 70s and 80s called I Am a Mormon. And it was like, and suddenly in 2018, using the word Mormon is like an insulting to God. But they, before they would send um, missionaries out into the field, you had to get your wisdom teeth taken out. Because it would be too much of a hassle to do it if something happened while you were on your mission. And was it so, like, no, like, regardless of their status, you had to have them out? Yeah, you had oh. to have your wisdom teeth removed. That used to be a, a hard and fast rule. Which yeah. I guess is kind of weird when I think about it. I mean, I like I understand the logic of it. Mm-hmm. Like if you're out in the middle of nowhere, that makes sense. But if, like in your case, yours were fine. So there would really be yeah. no, like if they're already up and they're there and everything is okay, they're not going to become an issue any more than any of your other teeth. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Mostly I'm fascinated by the fact that Mormon is not okay anymore. Yeah, it was a huge revelation. And I use the word revelation very uh, literally. They had con- So they have conference twice a year where you can watch it on TV now. But growing up, we actually had to go to church and watch a telecast of it. They hold conference at Temple Square where, you know, several of the the prophet will speak and the apostles will speak and they give talks about doctrine and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's uh, four hours on Saturday and four hours on Sunday twice a year. And one of the revelations was, you know, they're taking, they're no longer calling it the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. So like, is it the Latter-day Saint? That's a big Saint? deal. Tabernacle. They're calling the what? The latter day. Like, what is it? It's the ta- the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square, I believe, is what they're called now. Interesting. Um, 
and we're not supposed to refer to them as Mormon because it's we need to be more Christ focused. We, the collective we. Um, that was and, their reason. Yeah, I, I'm. I only caught. I. 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 It was. I was reading people's comments about it on Twitter, and it was making me mad, just because people take. They're basically. This is the word of God. Like they, these, these men speak to God. And so God has basically said no longer, you can't say Mormon anymore. And people's responses were like, Oh yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, totally. Not going to use more. Like it just, they, they don't question it. They're not like, well, wait a minute. Like the church came out with a huge program in the eighties called I am a Mormon. There were songs that I sang as a kid called I'm a Mormon through and through. Like so Heather God <laughs> changed his mind. Okay. <laughs> he changed his mind. He changed his mind. And I'm sure that the former Mormons are super pissed that Christian was already a taken term. <laughs> that would be closer to Christ. Um and then they also came out and said that they are reducing so church is three hours long on Sunday. The normal service? Yeah. Oh, I did not know oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, this an is hour a big, feels this, long. Like, I, I even have a line in my book about, like, that three-hour block of boredom is high on the top of the list of one of the reasons that I left. Like, three hours every Sunday. And when does it start? On top of like, that. What's the normal start time? Um, it, They stagger it, and every year it changes for where you go. And so sometimes it starts at 9, sometimes it starts at 1. Oh, man. Um, but when I was growing up, my mother was the choir director, and I was in the choir, so I would go an hour early to do choir practice. And then usually my mother or father had meetings after, so I would stay for another 30 to 45 minutes. So it's like five, a good five hours every Sunday. So like half of every single weekend Sunday. Yeah. Oh my God. And they are reducing it to two hours now. So hang on. So they're changing their name to focus Mm -hmm. more on Christ and spending Mm -hmm. less time in temple. Well, they're encouraging more family focused study is what they're encouraging. They're encouraging families to go home and do a more family-focused approach to studying the scriptures and whatever. Blah, blah, blah. So here I am thinking, okay, what they're probably trying to do, and this is just my, you know, I am, I am an imbecile, an outcast. But I was like, okay, well, this is probably this is appealing to the younger generation, right? They need to appeal to the younger generation because younger generation is uh, not having the whole anti-LGBTQIA thing, you know? They're not having it. Right. And I'm like, okay, so they're probably doing this to appeal to the younger kids. And then right after they announced that, fucking Dallin A. Jokes, I believe it was him. Sorry. I'm sorry, Mormons. Sorry, Latter-day Saints. I'm being horrible. But he came out and basically said, we are not to... Confuse the sexes and the differences between the sexes, and he, his whole talk was basically like four steps back. In that we we should not um, temper with God's plan for the body, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it was a huge blow to a lot of 
Mormons who identify as trans or gay or homosexual or lesbian. And just the, the, the teen suicide rate, again, in Utah is the highest in the country. And it's just, I just I bang my head on the wall. Bang my head on the wall. Yeah, well, it's interesting because as you were, as you were talking about, you know, the different name, my, like the first thing that came to mind for me, I don't really have a better word for it, is a rebrand. Like uh-huh. there, there's negativity and sarcasm and cynicism attached to Mormon. So if we rebrand, people will see us different. Yes. But then you come right out and kind of make sure that everyone sees you the same. Well, this is the, the irony of this is that they don't want to be called Mormon, okay? They prefer that you refer to them as Latter-day Saints. Okay, well, let's say that somebody prefers that they be referred to as they. Uh-huh. So are you going to call them they because that's what they prefer? Or are yeah. you going to insist on calling them a he or a she? Yeah. There is a parallel. It's, it's Yeah, there's some super heavy irony there. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, I, I kind of had to steer clear of Twitter during conference because when I see the blind uh, acceptance of it all, it, it brings me back to BYU and BYU was just a horrific time for me. So You have to question everything. <laughs> I mean, you do. Like, you, you should question everything. Doesn't mean you mm-hmm. have to not believe anything or not go along with anything, but you always like ask why. Yes. I mean, if with with absolutely everything, I feel like that's. I don't know. It just seems like essential. You have to do that. Well, that's I, I we've talked about this that we, I believe that left leaning, left leaning thinkers are more um, critical of issues and are more likely to disagree with each other because we're trying to tear things apart or we're trying to deconstruct things and get to the meaning of things and get to the why of things. Whereas if you don't ask questions then it's a lot easier to mobilize because nobody's disagreeing and nobody's speaking up and nobody's going, well, can we, let's ask a harder question about this issue. And I think that's, that's sort of our, (laughs) it's both, you know, I think what's really good about being a left-leaning thinker, but it's also the Achilles heel because we we are way more open to arguing with each other and right. asking questions and dissecting things. Well, and like you said, there's it's a lot harder to mobilize mm-hmm. because, I mean, I think it comes back to, you know, the pendulum. Like there's a point where you do need to question everything, but if all you're doing is questioning, then it becomes counterproductive. Yeah. You, you you have to accept some things. Like question and then accept. It's not just constant questioning. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. No, no, no. But there are people, I think that it that sometimes that is what causes that to happen though. Mm-hmm. Like there are people who it's just, it's like this endless, let's question everything. And then that doesn't stop. Yeah. I mean, I, I know where you were going completely, but I do think that that can really derail it. Yeah. It reminds me of a card. I don't remember what the inside of the card said, but I got it for a friend for his birthday like years ago because it said he's he's atheist and it said everything is magic if you don't understand science. <laughs> and I thought it was perfect. Like you just it just happens. 
you just go with it. Yeah, they actually said something during conference about science that scientific reality is not the whole of everything. Scientific like, reality is not the whole of everything. Yeah. Huh. Like there's more than just the science, scientific, scientific facts about life. And which was their roundabout way of saying science is not real. <laughs> right. They just, they just needed to come out and they were getting around it. Science isn't real guys. Stop, stop relying on science. Come on, stop. Stop. It's a compelling way to put it, though. <laughs> I mean, it, it really is, because I think that's a s- fucking sneaky argument. It's sneaky, right? It makes It's a woo-woo-y huh. thing. Like, it's not the whole of everything. Like, I'm not discounting spirituality, and I'm not discounting spiritual experiences at all, but fucking science is real, dude. Right. <laughs> but I think that's, again, one of those differences is, like... You are you are atheist, but you don't discount the spiritual. You just believe in science. I think science can be spiritual. Right. But in my personal experience, it does not happen in reverse quite as often. <laughs> it it happens. I know it happens. I know someone is going to totally disagree with that statement. But from what I've experienced, the people who are, in, in my case, I don't know not a lot of Mormons, but the Christians that I know are kind of anti-science but Mm -hmm. a lot of the people i know that are atheist and agnostic totally believe in spirituality yeah and science it's just it's a strange i don't know it's a strange dynamic again it goes back to being open and like okay you had a spiritual experience okay well let's you know let's talk about that let's figure out what that means you know it's it's not shutting it down like, we, we aren't automatic to shut something down. We're like, okay, well, let's analyze this. We, we come from it from a sort of, like, ins- curiosity, I think, that is, is a part of where, how we approach things. Intellectual curiosity, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, I mean, because just like it's not accepting everything right away, it's also not discounting anything right away. Like there's always a, okay, that's interesting. Let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. Let's think about it. Yeah. Let's think about just sticking with the word Mormon. Let's think about that for a while. And compromise. As soon as, as soon as Mormons are okay with they or any other word, then yeah, maybe we can go with Latter-day Saints. Although it's mm-hmm. much more of a mouthful. It's much more of a mouthful. Yeah, you're right. It's a rebrand, is what it is. Well, if we could just if we just get away from the negativity of Mormon, then everything then then the, then the kids are going to come around. Yeah, but that that in itself could be an interesting experiment. Like a rebrand is not a bad thing, no. but if you're still hateful at your core, the re it's lipstick on a pig. Like it's not gonna it's not gonna last. It doesn't take young people that long to realize that you changed your name, but you're still the same. They should hire me. I will help them rebrand. <laughs> Clearly, I got this shit down. <sighs> Latter-day Saints, we still hate gays. <laughs> Sorry. They don't hate them. They love the sinner. They hate the sin. Yeah. See? Then it's all See? okay. Then it's all okay. Everything's fine. Man. Everything is fine. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. 
Exactly. That is what it is. That was a ramble. It was. It was. A, it was a bit of a spiral. So we end up with. We end up at at Mormonism fairly regularly. Maybe we're closet Mormons. Ah, uh, no. I well, I had my name removed. So. Oh, that's right. It's official. Oh, I waited too long to try and make that swift yeah. little change. Damn. Uh-huh. But now that they're not Mormons anymore, maybe they got a whole new list you could try to get on. A whole new list I could try to get on? Yeah, like they, maybe like you had your name removed as a Mormon, but they're not Mormons anymore. Oh, yeah. So you could, you could rebrand that yourself. <laughs> Wild. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, screen time, oral surgeons, mm-hmm. Mormonism. Sorry, Latter-day Saintism. Latter-day Saintism. Yeah. Somebody on Reddit actually is making a calculator on Reddit that awards Satan points every time someone uses the word Mormon on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And I was like, I want to go have drinks with this person. Seriously, that is awesome. <laughs> it's things like that where I, I don't understand how people find the time to do it. But I'm so glad that they do. I'm so glad that that's what he wrote. He wrote a line of code. He wrote a line of code. And so there's this thread on Reddit that like every time somebody uses the word Mormon, it pops up on that thread and it awards points to Satan. That's so great. (laughs) Oh, man. It's those little things that just give me hope for people. Yeah. Like all the donations that went into Planned Parenthood under Mike Pence's name. Things Mm -hmm. like that. Beto O'Rourke, did you see that he raised like $34 million in Q3? Yeah. And it, $34 oh, million. Dollars. I still don't have Twitter on my phone, but I, I went on on my laptop and I don't remember who it was. I wish I could remember who, but someone was trying to smear him in his campaign because he raised, he raised $34 million, but he's only spent 77% of it or he's no, 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 I'm sorry, but he's already burned through 77% of it. And everyone's like, dude, the election is like 20 days away. The goal is to spend that money. That's why you raise it. That's why you raise like, it. What the, what the hell? He's still got like 25% left. So that's actually pretty awesome. But the whole, the whole spin was just negative and ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to flip it. I, I hope he does. But he has ran one hell of a campaign. One hell of a campaign. Yeah. It's been really interesting to watch. Yes. They had all had this. This will be... November is going to be interesting overall. Well, I, 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 I know this is going long, but I, because I moved, I went through some pains to make sure that, not pains, I did a lot of work to make sure that my voter uh, information was up to date. And I got my uh, m- vote by mail thing in the, in the mail uh, last week. And so I'm voting today. I'm sending in my mail, my mail in today. Oh, very nice. I am voting today. I always I did forget my to do the mail-in, but I did drive by where I can vote early, and I think I'm going to do that, because that's what I did last last election, I believe, was an early vote, and it was great. Well, I, I wanted to get the sticker. <laughs> that's what... I was... I, I, I want to get the sticker, and turns out you can order I, I voted stickers off of Amazon. So I just, I want to make sure that like my mail-in ballot gets there and that way I don't have to go spend half of my day on, the, on, on 
election day standing in line. So I'm voting today. Everybody should vote who's listening to this and research the what's going on in your district. Um, Definitely do. There's also, I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw, Cards Against Humanity. They have a campaign. It's called Cards Against Humanity Hacks the Election. And they basically identified six districts that they think can potentially swing blue. Uh-huh. And they have like the, uh, a website set up. I think it's Cards Against Humanity Hacks the Election.com, something like that, or Google it. But they identify the districts, and you can go on if you know someone in one of these districts and sign them up to receive voter information and a, a special pack of Cards Against Humanity cards for free. And then you get really? one as well. Yeah, just, just to try and get people out to vote, to get them educated, to. And it's done in a very Cards Against Humanity way, which is awesome. It's worth checking out for sure. Okay, I will do that. But yes, everyone vote. Just just vote. Vote early. Vote by mail. Vote on the day of. Just vote. Vote. I don't know how we ended up at that closing (laughs) message. But um, if you have anything to add to this incredible heap of chatter <laughs> yeah. we you know. went everywhere we, we, we even del- we delved into wisdom teeth we really we, we delved. covered a lot of ground lots so you know if there's anything to pick from you can email us as always to stories at manicramblings.com or all over social twitter facebook and instagram at manicramblings and of course for the very tail end once more patreon is still up and alive and well and you can find that at patreon.com slash manic ramblings. And until next time, I'm a Mormon through and through. Thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.